Michael Nash, and welcome to another episode of Selling the Sage Way. One of the main reasons the software industry transformed its business model from a perpetual sales on-prem heavy deployment architecture to a lighter and faster software-as-a-service model was to fix the problem of shelfware. In other words, expensive software purchases that never were fully deployed. This was certainly painful for the customer. Perhaps they had spent millions of dollars on software licensing and then 3 to 5x that amount with a big five consulting firm to deploy. But the project ultimately failed because the system was too cumbersome and the users never adopted it. In the 1990s through the mid-2000s, that was not atypical for large software purchases. But this was also super painful for software companies themselves who had heavy customer acquisition costs and then 12 to 24 months down the road were suffering from a lack of contract renewals and customer attrition. If you had a 50% attrition rate, you had to close two new customers just to net one. Obviously, this is not a financially scalable model. So clearly, a better way was needed and would emerge. In 1999, Mark Benioff and Parker Harris founded Salesforce. They said it was the end of software. They actually created a new model, one where the customer effectively leases the use of the software over the term of the contract and accesses it via the internet. No more heavy installation was needed. Simply log in via your web browser and you can now manage your contact sales pipeline and forecast all online. It was brilliant and now 20 years later, that SaaS architecture is the gold standard for almost all software companies. With this new successful architecture, a much greater percentage of customers were sticking with their vendors and renewing their contracts. Customer lifetime value increased and became an important KPI. In fact, it became such a big part of the vendor's business, a separate organization was created called Customer Success, and this was to ensure customer retention was kept high. Over time, that organization typically grows into the biggest revenue generator for the company. Just a small percentage increase in customer attrition can impact hundreds of millions of dollars, so it's taken very seriously. Traditionally, the charter for a CS organization is to drive greater adoption of the software. That way, the customer realizes more value which in turn increases the odds of a successful contract renewal. But the CS team in many organizations is now being asked to take on more responsibilities such as upsell or cross-sell. Perhaps the customer could benefit from an upgrade to a more powerful addition, which unlocks a more robust set of features. Or the customer needed additional products to augment their current solution. Or perhaps CS has to justify and negotiate the standard annual contract increase of 5 to 7% upon contract renewal. The reality is all these use case examples underscore the need for customer success reps to learn professional selling skills. And guess what? Since most of them are more customer service oriented by nature and have never sold anything before, they lack the basic skills. So the question is, how can we help them in this role, which is really a hybrid between customer service and sales? Well, first, CS reps need to understand what they're selling. You know, when account executives are hunting for new logos or new customers, they are first and foremost having to sell change. In other words, why would the customer change what they're doing today? Call that the status quo. Why would they change the status quo for a new way? The gap between that place they're living in today and a future state is where the value lies that the vendor is professing. So new logo reps or hunters sell change for a living to potential clients. CS reps actually must do first the opposite. 
They're not selling change. Rather, they must sell status quo. Their job is first to sell the customer on the current state and remind them why they made that change in the first place. But remember, competition does not sleep. So while CS reps are busy selling status quo and the associated value of the current investment, other vendors are trying like mad to flip that customer to their product or service with cool new features that potentially unlock even more value. It's truly a never-ending battle. So customer success reps, in order to successfully sell the status quo, must first learn how to transform into trusted advisors for their clients. This is really no different than new logo-focused account executives. But the CS reps have an advantage. They're in a great position to do so because the client has already made some level of commitment. There are reasons the client invested in the first place. What business challenges were they trying to overcome? What have the results been? It's the CS rep's job to uncover those reasons and come up with a narrative on the value proposition the customer has received since their initial investment. CS reps who do this well cement the relationship for the long term and uncover more areas where value can be added, whether through upgrades or additional solutions. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you found it useful and valuable. And don't forget, time for a professional seller is the only commodity we own, so utilize it wisely.